Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Tommy Inman, and it's a pleasure, once again, to have you in my home, so to speak. Coming to you from Saline, Louisiana, uh, the sprawling metropolis of Saline. It's great, uh, great to be together again. I'm looking forward, really looking forward to this new study we're going to venture into. Now, I call this getting to know Jesus. Okay, and I think that's I think that's a great goal. I think it's a great idea for us to do that. And I think there's a lot of things out there that we can learn that will help us to understand him better, to understand where he's coming from and, and his motivations and all the things that go into who he is and what he's done for us. So that's what this this study is going to be about. But before we, we get into the crux of it, let's take a, let's just take a look at a couple of thoughts that I want to challenge you with so that uh, it'll better better prepare us for some of the things we're going to to discuss. All right, just just a, a concept that I think we need to grasp, okay? And that's this: to really get close to God and to really connect with Him, you and I <clears throat> we're going to have to be able to accept some things that we cannot understand. Okay, now. The reason I say that is, of course, first off, we're ne- in this lifetime, we're never going to understand everything about God. But God does it on purpose. I think he wants us to understand who we're not in comparison to him. Let me give you an example. This is a real easy passage to remember where it is. Deuteronomy 29.29. Boy, now how easy is that to remember? Okay, Deuteronomy 29.29, if, if you want to turn there. This, uh, this will help clarify what I'm talking about. Okay, one verse, Deuteronomy 29.29 says this, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may follow all the words of this law. God he keeps some things from us on purpose. He reveals some. He keeps other things secret. Now, uh, look, I, I, here's the thing. Here's why I think it's easy for us, to, uh, an easy concept to grasp. Because I think we uh, believe things we don't understand all the time. Just regular stuff. Let me just tell you, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand. This is my classic example, though. Okay? I don't know when this was, what year it was. It was quite a while back. And, yeah, it was a long time ago. And I was getting ready to watch a boxing match. It's coming on on TV. I'm in my living room. Uh, and here it comes. It's getting ready to start. It's live from Japan. Okay, don't remember who it was. Live from Japan. That I do remember. And so this boxing match starts. And they're fighting. And the first round gets finished. And I'm thinking about this live from Japan thing. What that means is, in Japan... These two boxers are in the ring. They're fighting. And there's a guy with a television camera, and he's pointing it at them. Like this. Right? And somehow or other, those boxers are sucked into that camera and shot through a wire. And that thing goes out, and all of a sudden, it is hurled into outer space, where a satellite is, is, is cruising by, and that signal of those two boxers 
hits that sideline, wing, and it ricochets all that and heads straight for West Monroe, Louisiana, where uh, Comcast, I guess it was at the time, I don't know, their office over there close to Crowley Park, and they have a dish in the backyard about the size of a garage, and that signal, here it comes, and that dish, it, it catches it, sucks it in again, shoots it through another wire, and it heads across town through all these wires. Lo and behold, it comes in a wire that's coming into my living room, into my TV, boom, and I'm watching it live. I do not understand that. Now, you, you may, that may be your thing. I don't get it, but there's plenty of stuff out there that we believe. Oh, did I believe it? I was watching them on TV. Did I understand all that? No. So we do that kind of stuff all the time. Watch. I'll show you what I mean. Basic fundamental theological question. How many true gods? How many true gods are there? I hope you said one. That's clear as a bell in Scripture. One. He's the only one. Okay? So God. He's the only one. Who makes up that God? Who makes up the God? Well, I think we'd be comfortable. Would we not? Saying God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Would that... Would that... So how many gods are there? Well, there's one. Absolutely, there is one. And I mean, there's... Well, there's, there's three that... that, got, that but they, well, there's only one. There's only one God... But there's like there's like three one y'all there's one God Father Son Spirit okay I don't have to understand all that to believe it I'm just taking his word for it don't have to understand it completely I don't know that we can in this lifetime understand the Godhead the Trinity completely right now okay I'm just going to take his word for it. Okay? So it's really important to understand right up front if I'm really going to tune into God, I'm going to have to be able to accept some things that I just can't completely understand. And I'll be honest with you. I've taught young people, incredibly intelligent young people, they had to have an explanation for everything. And this just simple trust, faith, in God and believe what He tells didn't work for them. I've seen them walk away from the Lord because they demanded an explanation that God wasn't going to give them. So I know for us to draw near and close, we're just going to have to be able to trust Him and accept some things we might not completely understand. Now here's the next thing. Now this is more of a challenge, alright? I challenge you with this. Just because you've been taught something all your life doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Okay? Look, when I came to the School of Biblical Studies that used to be at Whites Ferry Road, it was a seminary, a, a preacher training school. Uh, when I came there back a long, long time ago, it doesn't matter when, I, boy, I thought I had all kinds of things that I understood about the Bible and about God. You know what I found out after I got here? It didn't take long. I didn't know much of nothing. Okay, the things that I've been taught all my life. Let, let me just give you an example. This is just an example. Um, okay, let's just a basic question. 
How many animals of each kind did Noah take on the ark? Simple. Okay, most, most folks are going to say two. You probably thought two. Now, there's so many out there that might not have thought two because you know better. Okay, because that's not true. Sorry, it's not true. Turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 7. Here we go. You with me? Genesis 7 verse 1. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven of every... Huh? Take with you seven... Seven of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate... And two of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate. And also seven of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Did you hear that? That is just, it's just not true that he took two of every animal. How many clean animals, how many clean animals did he take? Seven, seven, well, probably fourteen. Read it. Take with you seven of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate. Probably 14. And likewise of the birds. Okay? Now look. It's okay. Alright? It doesn't change anything. It's all good. It's fine. But it is still true. For though some of us, I know I was one, taught all my life. Two of every animal. Just not true. Okay? That doesn't hurt. It might make a difference depending on what the subject was. But I just wanted to establish this idea and challenge you with, if you hear something, if something comes up that's different than what you've been taught, look, it may not be right. I'm not saying that. But I don't don't want us to just shut ourselves off because that's not what I was taught. Okay? Just a challenge. Let's be open as we dive into this together. The only thing I hate is that we're not actually together so that we can interact on some of the stuff as we go along. Okay? There we go. Now, that having been said, I told you This, this, is, this makes up God, okay? We're going to be focusing on this one right here. Now, that doesn't mean we won't include the others. We, we will, of course. But here's where our focus is going to be. That's who we were wanting to, to draw really close to. Okay, now, let me ask you a question. We're going to do like a, a word association game. I'm going to say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Again, we need to be together, but we'll make it work. All right, so here we go. I'm going to say a word, and I'm going to write it on the board, and then I want you to just immediately, I mean, right there where you are, you can say it out loud. That's fine. I want you to tell me the, the first thing that comes to your mind. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Here's the word. Here's the word. Eternity. Eternity. All right. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, let's see. I'm going to guess, right? But I'm going to say something like 
Somebody probably thought forever. Somebody probably thought something like never ends. Uh, somebody might say heaven. Somebody might say hell. Somebody might mean, but the, this idea, okay, forever, it, it, it never, never ends. And look, when I was a kid, I used to think about, you know, trying to think about it, it never ends. Never, never, ever, never, ever. And it's, it creeped me out, okay? It never ends. Here's why. Because everything we do is... Is, uh, is, is managed, if you will, by time. Everything we do. Time is a factor. And, and all of a sudden I'm trying to say it never is, never is, never is. And it's creepy to think that time does not determine that. It goes on and goes on and goes on. But here's something about eternity you might not have thought about. And it's important to understand it. Eternity never began. What? Wow. It's hard for me to grasp. It never began. That's what eternity is. It goes both ways forever. You talk about something we can't understand? I believe it. But so, not only does it never end, it never started. Now that's important because that's describing the nature of God. He is eternal. Both ways. And you know what? As far as God's concerned, He's not controlled by time. He understands time. He created it. He gave it to us. But He doesn't function within those parameters, within those boundaries of time. Not God. He's eternal. Both ways. Alright? Very, very important for us to understand. For us to believe. <laughs> okay? That's not erasing very well. My t-shirt eraser not functioning real well. Okay, so... We are going to be focusing on this member of the Godhead. All right? The one we call Jesus. Now, let me ask you something. <laughs> now, this, this is going to be a challenging thought. All right? This is one of those things. Don't, don't just throw me under the bus when I, when I introduce this to you. But I want you, because I want you to consider it. I think it's incredibly important. All right? Now let me ask you something. This is the one that we call Jesus. By the way, that was never his name. That's not his name. Never was his name. Don't panic. Don't freak out. We'll get there. We're not there yet. But I'll explain to you how that happened. I'm going to call him Jesus. I think he's fine with that. But honestly, he was never called Jesus when he was on the earth. That was not his name. Sorry. It's an interesting little... Uh, uh, progression, how it how it came to be, how we came to call him that, and it's okay. I believe it's all right, but we'll see that later. Not there yet. But I want to talk to you. I want to I want to pr I want to propose something to you for your contemplation this first time out, our first time together on this study. Jesus, 
Okay, I'm going to call him Jesus. He's eternal, no question. He has always been God. He will always be God. He did not stop being God when he took on flesh in, on this earth. 100% God, 100% man. Okay, he never stopped. He's always been God, he always will be God. But here's the question I want to ask. We call him the Son of God. I ask you, was he God's son, listen, before he was born of Mary? Has he always been the Son of God, or did he become the Son of God when he was born? Now, there's a couple reasons why I ask that. Not questioning his deity, God, always God, always will be God, okay? Now then, what, this, what, has, what has to happen for someone to be a son or a daughter of someone? They, they're born. That's right. They're born. So prior to his birth, if, if he was God's son, prior to his birth, who, who was the mother Just saying. Now, somebody might say, no, he's just always been his son. It's just the way it's always been, eternally been. I, I, guess, I guess you could say that. But I have, reason, I have reason to ask this question. Has he always been the son of God? First passage, Philippians chapter 2. Very, very familiar. One of, in fact, one of my favorite passages. Philippians chapter 2. I'm sure that you are familiar with it as well. Very well-known passage. I just wonder how it is we, we kind of just kind of breeze over a word here when we read it. Okay, here we go. Philippians chapter 2. We'll start in verse 5. You'll recognize it immediately if you're not already there. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God... What? Did not consider what? Did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. He became a man, a human, as well as God. And when he did, what did it say he gave up? When he became a man, he gave up equality with the Father. I'm just telling you. If he was equal to the Father prior to his birth, I, I just I can't believe he was his son until he was born. Okay, one more passage. We gotta get this we gotta get both these in tonight before we're done. I got a timer going, and I think we got about five minutes left. We'll come back. Don't worry. We're not going to just leave it, leave you hanging here. But look at Hebrews one. See, I want you to be able to think about this all week. Hebrews chapter one, and this this section is talking about Christ's superiority to everyone, the, the Jews and the Jewish law, the priests, superior to angels. Christ is superior. Okay, look what he says. In we'll start in verse four. 
So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Talking about Jesus. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? He didn't say that to angels. Right? But look now, let's read that again and see what it says after. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? Today I have become your father. He's talking about Jesus. I said, you are my son. Today you, yeah, you, you are my, today I have become your father. If he became his father that day, then he was not his son before. And do you think about it? What does the Bible call him, call Jesus, prior to his birth? What does it call him? Never does it call him the Son of God. Never. Calls him the Word, right? The Word in John 1. And there's references to Messiah, but that, that, that's just a, a generalized figure. Him specifically never calls him the Son of God until he's born. His begotten Son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, the one born of woman. The begotten one. Okay, now look. Here's why, here's why I believe this is so important to at least consider. Because if you've never thought about this possibility, and that's all I'm saying, possibility. If you've never thought about it, if it's true, we've never really considered the, the full magnitude of Jesus' sacrifice. This was not the Son, the subservient Son to the Father being sent. This was one equal who chose to say, I will forfeit this equality. I'll forfeit it. I'll give it up to save our creation. And so if we haven't considered it, and if it's true, we've never fully understood the magnitude of the sacrifice of Jesus. It's huge. Because I, I'm convinced he became his son, like the Hebrew writer says, when he was born. Oh, but I thought, thought God sent his son into the world. He did, from Nazareth. It's time, son, go. My son, go. All right? Okay? So just, okay, let that mull around in your brain a little bit. Wrestle with it. It's, it's not, I mean, you don't, you don't have to believe this. But I'd like to think if there's reason for it, we could at least consider it. Okay? All right. So, just kind of kicking a, a kickstart here. As we delve into this one we know as Jesus, who means everything to us in this life and the life to come. So we've got some, some, some fun stuff coming. I think it's fun because it's, it's about him. and It's some really neat things about him as we grow to, to know him more and more along the way. All right, so stay with me. Stay with me. And uh, you got questions and stuff, you know, uh, Send it to me on the, the deal there. I, I, I did watch that and I tried to field 
thoughts and questions from everybody. So you you got something to throw it at me? That's fine. I sure don't know everything. I'll tell you right up front, I don't know everything. Not even close. But I like to try to be open to what uh, to what the Word of God, what it's sharing, what it's telling us. And I like to be honest with it. Because I've learned the hard way. Stuff that I've always believed a certain way. Oh, boy, a lot of those, had, well, they, we called them sacred cows. They had to die. All right? And to me, it's fun. Not so much with everybody. But I think this will be a journey that will be worthwhile for all of us along the way. So, uh, see you see you next week. And uh, bring your Bibles. And uh, get ready to use your brain as we, uh, as we uh, study and look into some things about Jesus. Good night.